Hi there and welcome to Doxadeo Bloemfontein North. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the message. So last week we started to dwell on the words of Paul in Romans 12 verse 2. Can I see who brought their, their armor with to the battle this morning? Slim Kinners. <laughs> no, it's a, if, if you have a phone, it's that, that's cool as, as well. But um, I want to encourage you to really um, make a habit of bringing your Bible to church, um, uh, journaling with your Bible, um, because, it's a, because it's actually very special. It's not just because we need to read out of Scripture together, but it's actually just a tangible thing of you holding something in your hand, being able to make notes, being able to see and to reflect maybe many years from now on a promise that God has made to you today. If you've ever experienced that by looking in your word, just as I'm looking in my Bible now, I see something that I wrote many years ago, and uh, it still means something to me today. So I would encourage you to do that as well. So let's read without any further ado. Romans 12 verse 2. Uh, it's Paul here that is speaking. Um, he says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Listen to how it says in the Amplified Version. It says, and do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively change as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and in His perfect plan and purpose for you. Sometimes it helps to also read different translations as well, just to see what is maybe the broader context of the Scripture that we are reading. But we are specifically speaking this morning about winning the war in our minds. And I think it's a very, very um, applicable term to use when we speak about our minds as a war zone, because that is actually what's happening. Your mind is a very active active battlefield. Um, it's busy. The word actually says that the enemy is looking for opportunities to exploit and to destroy you with every chance that he gets. Um, it's, a, it's not something you need to be afraid of because when you're in Jesus, that is not something that is supposed to frighten you at all. It's not supposed to, to make you feel hopeless or whatsoever. It's just a reality that we need to be on the prowl. Uh, we, we need to be uh, on the lookout because the devil is, is, is constantly looking around. He's on the prowl. And um, yeah, so now I think we can learn a lot from a specific guy, and it's the guy who wrote here in Romans 12, verse 2, it's Paul. He's one of the many people in the Bible that I think we can relate to, because he had a very difficult journey prior to his conversion. Um, he, was, he was exploiting Christians, he was, he was murdering them, he had a very bad life before that, but he made it radical change and a radical transformation, and he then started to preach the gospel, the good news. Awesome thing about Paul is um, that even though he was um, condemned and he was persecuted for the fact that he was preaching the gospel, he still carried on doing it. And that's why he wrote in Philippians 4 verse 4, he says, to rejoice in the Lord always. Now, we always look at that verse and we think, yes, so great to hear that, amen. If you understand the context and the, and the background behind that verse, Paul was actually writing this while he was in prison, while he was being mistreated, while he was captured, while he was being physically mis manhandled every day. Um, if you go into the 
into the history of this, um, you'll actually read that sometimes he was mistreated so badly and abused that people sometimes declared him dead on the spot. <laughs> and he still wrote, rejoice in the Lord always. Amazing. But Paul knew these two truths. And I want to share this with you today. He said, uh, he understood that the battle for your life is either won or lost in your mind. And the second one is your thoughts will control you. So you have to control your thoughts. Very, two, very important two points that we have there. Especially the first one. The battle for your life, is it's lost or won in your mind. I think we, we sometimes use rugby analogies a lot in this church. And I will keep the tradition going. But... Um, if you know rugby very well, you know that the All Blacks New Zealand, they're a very powerful team. They're a very um, feared team. And I think you can go and ask teams who have played against them in the past. A lot of teams have already lost the match before the match has even started. Um, it's usually how it goes. And then they don't even have to do a lot. Um, they still win the match. So that's, how, that's two points that Paul really um, understood, I think. Now, we can all relate to this. Daily in our lives, there is an occurrence that we think a thought we know we are not supposed to think. Am I right? <laughs> there is, or there's a pattern in our lives that we wish we could stop repeating. There is a, oh, there's just a lifestyle that I wish I can not do anymore. But yet we do it. And if you were with us last week, you would have heard that your brain has pathways. It's called neural pathways. Now, perhaps that went over your brain as well, when, as I said that. Um, and uh, if I can practically explain how neural pathways look and work, who here has dogs? Now, I have a border collie, and it's a very busy dog. And the other dog we have, let's call her She's definitely a dog. <laughs> we, we adopted her from New Beginning. She's definitely a dog. I checked. Um, but uh, what they do is they love to run around in the garden. They love to run. And if you have a garden, you would know that those two things don't go together. Dogs and a garden. It's bad. <laughs> um, and it doesn't go together. Um, and our garden now has these beautiful paths where we can walk through. <laughs> no grass. <laughs> No roots whatsoever, just a nice path. And that's because our dogs kept on running through there, running paths there, when chasing people that are walking past the gate and cars, running, uh, driving past the gate, they just keep on running and running. And now there's this set path in our garden. It actually looks like we intentionally made it like that. So win-win. <laughs> but uh, your brain has these paths that are set because of the thoughts you think. Now, how I can also explain how neural pathways works, work if, is if you have a child, you know that sometimes your child would want something. They obviously want stuff. And uh, sometimes, and most of the times, they can't get that at that moment. Because maybe it's something like a chocolate or whatever late in the evening, and you know this is not going to be good for my child's energy at the moment. But yet, what happens? You say no. But then they start crying. And what happens then? <laughs> now, I know a lot of people out of experience, you can sit through that and patiently just <laughs> wait out the crying. But if you're new and you know, new at parenting, maybe you still give in a little bit. <laughs> and you say, okay, you know what? Here's the chocolate or here's the sweet or whatever. 
And what happens in your child's brain is now they see, oh, if they're old enough to understand it, they see, okay, now every time I cry, I get something. That's why till this very day, it still works in my life. Every time I cry, I get something. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when you think of a new thought, every time you think of a new thought, a new neural pathway forms in your brain. It's actually very cool. Your mind is designed to also um, be focused on the strongest thought. So the thought you think the most, that thought becomes the most dominant, and it becomes the automated thought that you think. And we sometimes wonder, wow, why do I keep on thinking this thought? It's because maybe in your life there is a neural pathway for this thought to go through, sending links to your mind to, to do the action. And we sometimes wonder why we can't stop doing what we are doing. Last week, we spoke about this thing called strongholds. Now, we usually connect that to uh, what the enemy has over our lives. There's a stronghold that we need to break. Now, that's true. But if you understand it in war terms, uh, remember we spoke about at the beginning, is our mind, our mind is an active battlefield. And when we're in a war, a stronghold is a place where you really want to if, if your enemy has a stronghold, you want to conquer that place. Because in the olden days, kings were many times protected in that stronghold. It was a very protected area. But if you know that you can win that stronghold, if you can conquer that, take it down, you know that you really hurt your enemy. Now, because we are in a spiritual battle, the word even explains that we are in a spiritual battle There is a stronghold that the enemy possesses sometimes over our lives, and we need to learn how to conquer and dominate that stronghold. I want to ask you, what is that thing in your life that keeps disrupting your peace? Because there definitely is something. If you're sitting here today, and if you're alive, something in your life is not always well. Not everything can go good always, because then you're living in fairyland, am I right? (laughs) Because the Bible tells us that there will be trials and tribulations. It's, it's a fact. It's because of the broken world we live in that there is hurt and there's pain. So everyone sitting here today has a bad thing in their life. Now, what keeps on disturbing your peace? Know this. You need to learn how to identify what is bothering you. What thought is maybe not so good in your life? What pattern should you need to break? Because if you cannot define it, you cannot defeat it. Very important. You cannot define, if if you cannot defeat what you cannot define. Very important that we know that. Now, it's easy to maybe say, and this is maybe, I I call it in the first service, I call it, it sounds like a bit like Buddha Rat. But um, a lot of people will just tell you, if you think negative thoughts, you know, just stop thinking about it. <laughs> a lot of people just say, I see you're struggling with that. Just stop doing it. <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> no, it's not that easy. If I, Wally, if I tell you, don't think of the color yellow, <laughs> what do you think about? You think about yellow. <laughs> I don't know why this song from Coldplay is in my head now, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you think about that most of the time. And uh, you cannot defeat what you cannot define. 
And it's important that we need to know that we don't just need to change our behavior. Because you see, if we go to the next slide, you'll hear the following. Christianity and the essence of why Jesus came to save us, it was never about just behavior modification. But what we need to focus on is we need to focus on life transformation. That's why we are in the battle that we are. We think that we always just need to, we need to change and adapt our behavior. That's not, that's not going to cut it because the fact of the matter is, is that we try to change our behavior, but it works for a short amount of time. But in the long run, it just doesn't always work. Now back to Paul's words in Romans 12 verse 2. He says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Practically, that means in this case, you need to take what the enemy feeds you, which is usually lies. That's his main weapon. He feeds us lies, and you need to take that, and you need to replace it with truth. Take the lies, replace it with truth. Okay, that's all for today. That's easy enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's wrong. It's not, it's not that easy. If it were that simple, our lives would always work out, and our lives will always be easy. Ever wonder why you keep on doing stupid and irrational things, thinking the same stuff? Perhaps you have created a neural pathway in your mind, and you're not, you're not even aware of it. Now, you can probably relate to what Paul is saying in Romans 7, verse 19. And I think a lot of people can relate to this. He says, For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. <laughs> I think a lot of people would have also told Paul, just stop doing it then. But it's not that simple. Now, you'll hear this throughout the series, and I hope that when we're finished with the series, that it will have created a pathway in your mind but your mind is an active battlefield, and whether you like it or not, it's constantly under attack. Especially when you're trying to live the life that Jesus called you to live. Especially when you're trying to live in the light. Because Satan opposes every single thing that is good. Every single thing that God wants for you, he will try and oppose. Now what you need to understand when it comes to your thoughts, your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Let's test it a bit with Scripture. If you'll see in the beginning of Genesis, what was the initial thought that the enemy gave Eve? It was that, you know, if she eats from this tree, she can become like God. And that's the thought he put in her head. And her life went, to, in, into that di her life went into that direction. Unfortunately, it didn't play out good. True. Also, if we look at another practical thing about your, your life is moving into the direction of your strongest thought, practically, Peter walking on water. Amazing, walking on water. Can you imagine him being there, focused on Jesus? But the moment his mind drifted towards the water, what, what is around him, when he took it off Jesus, what happened? He started sinking. That's very practical. But your life is moving into the direction of your strongest thoughts. What comes into our minds often comes out into our lives. And today's message, I want you to understand, it's not just a message to make you feel good, to just to say just if, you, if you're struggling with certain stuff, um, you should just feel better. Remember, it's not about behavior modification. It's about life transformation. But you cannot have a positive life if you don't have a positive mind. Those two go hand in hand. We need to understand that today. You can't have a positive life if you have a negative mind. If you don't control what you think, you'll seldomly be able to control what you do. 
We need to, people, learn how to train our minds. We need to understand that our minds, we need to train it. A lot of us love maybe gymming and stuff like that. Um, if you love, who's, am I speaking to the wrong crowd? Who loves, who loves training here? Who loves? The Valiers love it. And it's not because he's on my team that he's helping me here today. But um, we love um, improving ourselves, bettering ourselves. But we sometimes neglect the fact that our minds also need improving. Our thoughts need improving. You maybe think, okay, but how can I practically do this in, in my life? Albert, you, you're saying I need, I, I need to train my mind. How can I do it? Here's some practical advice in Philippians 4 verse 8 that Paul also writes. He says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. But sometimes we struggle to think because, you know, our minds are wired up in the wrong way. Our minds want to think of these things, but they don't. It's almost like if you have a car and you want to fix or you want to install a radio in your car. Who's tried to do that before? <laughs> Chris. But uh, we've tried, maybe you've tried, I will never in my life try that because I know about as much of cars as I do of the mind. <laughs> but uh, we've tried to maybe put a radio in our cars and uh, yes, and you put, you put on the radio and your lights are on, you drive in the evening and you listen to music and it's great. Next morning when you wake up, drive to wherever you want to go, you see, yes, but my radio isn't working. And maybe perhaps you notice when you put the lights on, my radio is working. So it is possible to actually connect your radio to your lights. And we sometimes do that. Our minds are sometimes like that. Our minds are not wired correctly. And we need to understand that if we want to win the war in our mind, if we want to overcome this battle, if we want to be able to renew our minds, we need to be willing to rewire our thought patterns. But it sometimes may feel like we're stuck and we can't go anywhere. Who here has ever driven on a gravel road? I think all of us, if you have been to a wedding in your life before, that's, that's definitely, <laughs> there's, a, there's some gravel road in, <laughs> in, in, the, in, in, the, in the play there. But you'll know that if the road is wet, and especially when our Hilux drives through, and a Ford dri then drives through after that, then another Hilux, then another Ford, and then an Isuzu tries to drive through. I'm just kidding. <laughs> sorry. If you're driving this, sorry. Just need to get that one in there. But um, <laughs> you know that the, the tire tracks form and they become deeper and deeper and deeper. And, you, and when you have a Ford figure like I do, <laughs> and you try to drive through that, that, uh, that, the, those paths, they, you, you can actually let go of your steering wheel because then your car can just go straight. It has formed this thing called a rut. And your tires are stuck, but they, keep, they can go forward, but they can just... Keep on going forward. It's funny, in Alaska, there are actually roads that are 60 miles long where you can just drive and just let go of your steering, steering wheel because the, the track has been paved for you. You don't have to do anything. It's almost like being on autopilot. But mentally, we can also be in a rut like that. We can also be in a rut thinking the same thoughts, doing the same things, experiencing the same problems. And you see, your mind, it redesigns itself around a thought. The more you think of a thought, your mind will send signals so that every time you are going into an automated mode where you just need to make a decision 
or think of something, this is automatically what you then will think about. Think of neural pathways in your brain as a bit of a rut in a road. And sometimes it gets deeper, it gets difficult to get out of. I know we're speaking a lot about what's going on up here today, but I want you to realize the importance of your mind. Somewhere in your life, the lies that the enemy has fed you, you kept on listening to that. Because sometimes that voice is the loudest. We allow that voice to be the loudest in our lives. And somewhere in your life, that has caused you to become stuck in a rut, thinking the same things, making the same mistakes year in and year out. Now, how can we practically tackle that? I want us to talk a bit about a word that may be foreign for you today, but um, it's, actually, it's actually biblical. It's the word meditation. Now, I know a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm out. <laughs> Cheers. But it's actually a word that we see in the Bible. Don't believe me? Let's go to Psalm 119, verse 15. It says, I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. Because you see, meditation, very um, simple explained, is to focus your thoughts, to engage in mental exercise. Psalm 143 verse 5 also says, I meditate on all your works and consider what, you, what your hands have done. Something we see in the Bible, and here we thought meditation was something bad. No, I think the world just ran away with that term a little bit. And we, start to ident- we started to define it by what the world says it is. You see, Eastern meditation, what we usually think of, means to empty your mind, to think of nothing. But Christian meditation is the exact opposite. It's to fill your mind, to fill your mind with truth. Now, even though we don't read it in the Bible, I can promise you, when Jesus went away to pray, I think that's constantly what he was doing. He was sitting there, focusing his thoughts on what God is saying to him. One of the most defining moments in Jesus' life was when he heard the words from his father, this is my beloved son in who I am well pleased. I think Jesus knew, well, my father is pleased with me. He had to keep on thinking of that thought. And I think that's one of the reasons why Jesus was so closely connected to the father. You see, but we don't focus enough. It's like Mr. Miyagi says in Karate Kid, you need to focus on how you focus. (laughs) Focus to focus better. (laughs) Our focus isn't sometimes great, and our minds tend to drift generally. Like as I'm speaking now, your mind is also maybe drifting to what I'm eating this afternoon, (laughs) or to I'm going to chat with after church, or what's my holiday plans if you have any. But our minds tend to drift. But the thing is, our minds tend to drift generally towards the lies. When When it comes to our thoughts, Our minds drift towards the lies because that's usually the strongest thought. That's because we're in a rut. And we need to learn how to train our minds towards truth. Because the lies sound like this. It sounds like this. You can't do it. You will never be able to do it. It's a no. And that's usually how it sounds. Now I want to ask you today, what are the ruts in your brain? What pathways have you created in your mind that you keep on repeating? That track that keeps on going for 60 kilometers in your life. Remember, we need to identify it because we cannot defeat what we cannot 
to fight. Maybe your rut in your mind and the lies you believe sounds a bit like this. Maybe the lie that you believe is that you'll never get out of debt. Maybe you're struggling with a certain addiction and the lies you think, I'll never overcome this. Maybe you're constantly sick and you think that I'll never be, never be able to live healthy again. Maybe you try doing this Christian lifestyle, but the lie you believe is that I will actually never be close to God. You will never have a meaningful job. Never going to get married. How you practically demolish this lie in your life is with scriptural truth. Because you see, people, even though this is not God, we know this now, but it contains the words and the truth God has spoken over your life. Everything that's written in here, 2 Timothy 3 verse 16 says, all scripture is breathed out by God. You need to understand that what's in here, you need to take what's in here and then guide your mind towards that. Practically write it down. It's time for you to write that truth down on a daily basis. That's what I did in my life when I was at a low point. I wrote scripture down and I focused on that. And it's not easy in the beginning. It's not a quick fix. It's not, it's not something that's just going to go away when you think of a certain thought. It's a discipline like any form of training is. Maybe you're struggling to know God's will for your life. Maybe you're sitting here this morning thinking, I, am, I don't know what God's will for my life is. I'm clueless. You need to declare this this morning. My life belongs to God. Daily I will seek Him, and I know He directs my steps. I know His voice leads me to His perfect will. That's what you need to declare over your life. Maybe you lack confidence this morning. Maybe you aren't confident enough to even go for a new job interview. Maybe you think that I will never make it truly if I go for that promotion. I'm, I'm not going to get it. You lack confidence. You need to understand this morning and you need to declare my confidence is in Christ. And because His Spirit lives within me, I can do all things to which He has called me. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and you're fighting lustful thoughts. And I don't want to generalize because it can happen to anybody, but I know our, our male audience here, I know that's especially where we sometimes get attacked. If you're struggling with that this morning, you need to declare this. I'm not a slave to my thoughts. Because God has purified my mind, I will honor Him with my eyes, with my thoughts. My God is faithful. Even when I'm tempted, I know that He will make a way. Because that's what He does. He is faithful. This might sound shallow to you, but a lot of people find their comfort in something like food. And uh, if it, I know it relates to a lot of people more than, we, more than we can sometimes think. You need to declare this morning, when you're stressed, when you're anxious, you need to turn to God. You say, I come to Jesus because He is what I need. And in Him, I find strength and comfort. Maybe you're battling with immense anxiety this morning. Maybe you're battling with a lot of depression. Now, what I can do this morning for you is I can try and give you hope. You need to declare over your life, because of Christ, I'm not anxious about anything. And it sounds weird because you are anxious in the moment. But you need to declare, I'm not anxious about anything. 
I cast my cares on God because he cares for me. I have the peace of God dwelling in my heart, ruling my mind. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. What is your decision this morning? What are you going to choose? If you don't control what you think, you won't be able to control what you do. Today, it's time to take your mind back. I want to invite you to make this invitation open to take your life back, not just your mind. And we're going to take a few minutes and we're going to have communion together. And I'm going to facilitate that afterwards, but I want you to to think about what is that rut that you are currently in. What is that thing that you keep on declaring of your life that's not true? What is that lie that you started to believe many years ago? And we're going to take communion for a moment, so I'm going to invite everyone. There's a table here on my left-hand side there at the back as well, and I want you to not um, do it just yet. Just take, You can just go and grab it, and we're going to do it together, and uh, I'll facilitate the moment then. I see everyone has their communion in front of them. You see, what we hold in our hands here is a practical, very powerful thing. It's not just something we do as tradition in church. But what we have here is the evidence and the reminder of what Jesus did. He said that when you do this, think of me. Think of what he went through. Think of what he did for you to live in victory. Now, I don't know what you are going through at the moment. I don't know what your thought patterns are at the moment. I don't know what lies you currently are believing. But it's not enough to overcome what God has done. I have someone very close to me 
you a few years ago, just when just before COVID hit, he had a very big struggle with his thought patterns. And it was so bad that at some point it was literally like having a adult man behave like a child because he can't he can't operate. And I remember the hopelessness we had as a family. I remember how we how we struggled to think how is he going to get through this? You know there was a there was there were many lies that we believed and that he believed over his life. But it started with something simple and getting into a discipline, getting into a space where you declare Jesus' victory over your life. And I don't don't know what it is this morning. I don't know what you're going through. But what you have in your hands this morning is victory because God has given that to you. And he wants your life to be healthy. He wants your life to be prosperous. And I want to invite you to take a stand this morning. To take a stand and to say, I'm not going to be a slave to my thoughts. I'm not going to allow my thoughts to dictate how I live. I'm going to dictate, of Christ is going to dictate my thoughts. He is going to be the compass in my life. And I want us to practically, when we use communion this morning, think about what Jesus went through. Think about what he did. The victory he gave you, he literally conquered the, the thing that none of us can conquer. He conquered death. And he, did, he did it for you so that you can live in hope. And this morning I want you to have hope. This morning I want you to have hope. If you're hurting I hurt with you. If you're struggling, I'm struggling with you. If you're anxious, God wants you to live in peace. He wants you to have a peaceful mind. Let's use communion together and then we'll worship. Thank you for tuning in. If you would like to know more about us, you can visit our website or follow us on social media at Doxadeo Bloemfontein North. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. See you next time.